Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking, bringing you another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message from God's Word. At this time, we want to play another one of our gracious choir songs and let you listen in and enjoy the songs that we sing here week after week, our radio choir. If you would, if you would, just listen, and uh, we'll tell you more about it a little later. A little chorus, My Lord is Real. You listen to the words as they sing. Amen. Amen, my friend. Is the Lord real to you this morning? He is to me. Day by day, just as fresh as a morning dew. Every morning, and we get up, another day of freshness from our Lord is real to our heart. The Lord is real through his word. We come to him. We, we find that he's real through his word, not through a vision or not through a dream, but he's real to God's child. Now we want to get back to our study this morning. We've been bringing you on this, Satan, the God of this world, and we're looking today at deliverance from Satan's clutches. Deliverance from Satan's clutches. I wish, you'd, I wish you'd perk up there and turn your radio up a little bit so you could hear. Salvation means deliverance. That's what the word deliverance, salvation means. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall save or deliver his people from their sins. Matthew 1.21, then again God says, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? Colossians 1.13, then again Christ said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach deliverance to the captives. Luke 4.18, then in Acts 26.18 we find, to turn them from the power of Satan unto God. These scriptures and others sets forth clearly the fact that every individual in his natural state is a prisoner of Satan, held captive by Satan, and that salvation is a deliverance from Satan's clutches, from Satan's hands. Therefore, our subject today, as we said, is deliverance from Satan's clutches. Satan is next to God in power. We've already brought that out and shown that to you. I know in God's sight, Satan is a midget, but in man's sight, Satan is superhuman. Man is no match for Satan. Don't, don't try to match up with Satan, my friend, in any circumstance or at any time. Satan is more powerful than any group any man or group of men put together? In Jude uh, 1, 9, we set forth this great truth. Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, disputed about the body of Moses, does not bring a railing ac- against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuked thee. That's what Michael, the old archangel, told uh, Satan. The Lord rebuked thee. In our dealing and preaching to lost souls, let us not underestimate the power of Satan. I never, I attempt never to do that here in my preaching as I stand behind my pulpit. I know what I'm battling. I'm battling the world, the flesh, and Satan. 
That's right. And Satan has the upper hand because he's blinded our folks from birth, blinded many of your folks, and uh, they're blind and in the, in the lap of Satan. That's right. That's right. And no preacher, no Bible teacher, no matter how he may ni- manipulate or what persuasive powers he may use, can he ever deliver one soul from the clutches of Satan? This is the work of the Lord Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can deliver a sinner from out of the hands or out of the clutches of Satan. Now, I know, I know that it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that this message will go out in any power. It'll not penetrate your heart except by the Holy Spirit. It'll mean nothing to you. It'll go across your back just like water off a duck's back. But if the Holy Spirit takes one little word, one little voice, one little verse of Scripture, one little something from God's Word and dare, daggers it into your heart, stabs it into your heart like a Bob Dara, that's what the Lord did one day for me, the Holy Spirit took his word and, 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 and dabbed it into, dagged it into my heart as a sharp two-edged sword. Let's go another step further. See Satan's power over the heart and life of a sinner. John 8, 44 says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. The scripture sets forth very clearly the age-long fact that every individual out of Christ is a child of the devil. Satan is his father. To deny it does not do away with the fact. I know that we have the, the masses who deny Satan's even his very existence. They look upon Satan as an evil influence, but they do not believe that he's a personal devil. But that doesn't destroy it. No, that doesn't, that doesn't do away with Satan because you deny it. That's like the uh, so-called archer putting his head in the sand. Oh, it doesn't do away with the trouble. That's right. It's just like these folks who go out and get drunk because they got a lot of problems and, uh, or either take dope and get on a high, but when they come down or when they sober up, the problem's still there. Just like that, if you deny Satan or deny his existence, he's still there. That doesn't change one thing about it. You may be a preacher in the pulpit, a Bible teacher in the seminary, a drunkard there in the gutter, out of Christ, you are a child of Satan. Out of Christ, my friend. Out of the Lord. Un- out from under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 3, 7 sets forth this same truth in these words. O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Oh, John the Baptist spoke those words. Generation of vipers means offspring of vipers. Satan is pictured here as a viper, a poisonous, treacherous, venomous reptile of the east. Therefore, every individual out of Christ is an offspring of Satan and has the nature of a snake. Now, I know that folks won't agree with that, but that's God's word. No man has the power to transform a snake or change a snake into another animal. No. So no preacher or teacher with all of his power of psychology or manipulation or persuasion can change a child of Satan into a child of God and thereby deliver him from the power of Satan and translate him into the kingdom of the Son of God. No system of education, no type of training or culture can take a child of Satan and make him a child of God. 
Are you beginning to see how foolish man appears to be when he thinks that he can make a son of Satan out of uh, make a take a make a son of Satan a child of God by inviting him to walk down some church aisle to give some preacher his hand, make a decision for Jesus? Isn't that awful? It'd be funny if it were not so tragical when that individual who may be stirred a little emotionally is persuaded to make a decision for Christ, walk down the aisle and give the preacher his hand. He's still a son of Satan. Deliverance not, does not come like that. I heard a leading preacher tell one day how God saved him, and it was like this. I made a decision for Christ at nine years of age, drifted off into sin, finally come back, cleaned up my life. Listen, the doctrine of Believe and live is a dangerous doctrine unless, unless self-guarded uh, by repentance, my friend. The Bible says, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Now let's go a step further. In 2 Corinthians 4, 4, we find these words. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Here we have stated the fact that every individual out of Christ, that is, every unsaved individual, is blinded by Satan. Yes, they're blind. They can't see. Talk to them about the glories of Christ. Talk to them about the honey in the rock. Talk to them. Paint them a picture of Christ dying and listen, and listen, paying their sin. They can't see it. Why? Because they're blinded. Now, now, let me ask you this question. Can I open the eyes or can you open the eyes of that blinded man? No, can you? There isn't a preacher living. There isn't a theological professor living. There's not a sinner, not a Bible teacher living that can open the sinner's eyes. You stand before that sinner just as hopeless and helpless as can be because Satan has him blinded. And I realize that Sunday after Sunday here in my pulpit, I know who I'm preaching to. I'm not an ignorant fool. No, no, those, those folks who are lost, they cannot see, they cannot believe, they cannot understand, they cannot perceived for they're blind as for you and for you to tell that individual to come down the aisle and make a decision for Christ call that salvation is to deceive him make him two four more the child of hell than he was before he ever made a decision I know here in our uh, uh, ministry here, we, we just have a small group here. We don't have the multitudes like folks, some, some churches do. And I know I could fill this old auditorium up in six weeks if I just take the sharp edge off of the gospel. If I would just begin to give a little altar call, give a little call to come down here and trust Jesus, I could fill this building up. It wouldn't take me long. Take off the sharp edge. Just begin to preach a smooth thing. Tell folks there's no devil, and, and that doesn't remedy the situation. No. Listen now. You can't make it easier by for him by denying the facts and telling him there's no devil. Every individual is out of, out of Christ, is a child of Satan, blinded by Satan, held captive by Satan. And then listen to what God's Word says in Second Timothy 2.26 that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive at his will. Now, my friends, whether you believe it or not, every individual outside of Christ is a captive of Satan, taken captive at his will. That's right. We're taken captive there willingly. We, we don't want the things of God outside of Christ. We don't want to. The, the average individual, when he comes into this life, every individual... 
don't care, doesn't care for the things of Christ, what does he do? The lust and the pleasures. He seeks the lust and the pleasures of this life because he's a sinner. He sins because he's a sinner. And the only remedy, the only cure is a new birth. That's right. The new birth. The pastor Shelton used to say, the old trailblazer, said that the new birth will cure 95% of all of our troubles that we have, our homes, our families. It would. If every individual was saved, we wouldn't have any problems. We wouldn't because we would all take the low place. We would give in and others wouldn't have to uh, slip around, walk on down around us. No, all of the old bark would be gone. The bite would be gone. All the old grumpiness would be gone if we just knew the Lord. The new birth will cure all those things. But now, bound down by Satan, it can, it only, only the power of God can do those things, my friend. Would you just think about it with me? Satan, Satan is a good old God. Oh, good old devil, yes. He is. He's a good old devil. He has you bound, and you can't get away, but the Lord can tear you away. The Lord can restrain Satan. Would you seek the Lord today? Would you ask the Lord to, to break Satan's hold upon you? Would you do that? Would you ask him to give you the effectual call? Did you know that you could cry unto the Lord? Were you sitting there now, my, my friend, this morning? Were you sitting there uh, putting your boots on or reading the paper or getting ready to go out on your job? You could cry unto the Lord, 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 deliver me from the power of Satan. Like that old trailblazer says, I'm bound. Lord, show me my condition that I might cry out against it. You know why folks don't cry unto the Lord? Because they're blinded. That's right. Did you know hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming and folks won't have it? Oh, no, they won't have it. But listen, God's word is true. This is the old trailblazer coming to a close again this morning. My heart is burdened for you. I, I hope you'll stay with us in these, in these uh, studies. We have many, many more of them. We're going to get down right down where we live one of these mornings and talking about Satan. And uh, if you would, write me and let me hear from you. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old trailblazer, saying, Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions. Post Office Box 1810. Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 